0: Love, Talk Radio
1: Just a good old
0: boy Obama's gonna put you in jail Never meaning no harm You guys are all gonna go to jail It's
1: all you never saw
0: Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born I'm coming day and night But we tortured some folks. Hitler had plans. See through all of your lies, Barack Obama, you wicked, wicked devil. Don't bitch kick him. Put <laughs> 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 <It's not enough. laughs> both pussies. Ah, I'm going shit ask you. Holy shit, man. Oh! That's the other boat, that's the other hey! Hello, my little trolls, my little sock puppets. We are too thin to hate. Radio broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror and Put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate.
2: Unrest in one small Virginia town on the East Coast, where emerging reports suggest an oncoming race war, a helter skelter of reactionary force as black residents lash out after years of forced servitude in the customer service mines deep beneath the Appalachian mountain chain. The great grand wizard of the Roanoke County Police Department, Jeremy Spoken, said residents must open their homes and be welcome to all police officers or face insubordinate charges followed by immediate execution. It's the police job to protect the contiguous vein of customer service catacombs stretching from the southwestern region of the state deep into West Virginia, stopping where health care costs exceed the profitability of the rare earth, deep earth customer service. Good customer service, spoken of the Roanoke County Police Department said, is hard to come by and quote, the blacks are ruining it for everyone. I'm Hate Sec and I'm a real person reporting live from Internet Chronicle headquarters. I'm only going to say this once. If you have children in the room, send them to bed immediately and do not explain why. Because joining us live for tonight's very important discussion of the supernatural is avant-garde internet sex worker Kilgore Trout at the Chronicle.su. Kilgore, welcome.
0: Hey, it's good to be here. It's a state of emergency.
2: How much do we know about the sustained government effort to use satellites and, and uh, transmodulate Vic Livingston's thoughts from space?
0: Oh, we know it's it's complete, total. I mean, totalitarianism, they could never do it back in the days of the Nazis, but they can do it now. And computers and we, satellites and cell towers. And,
2: is it too early to assume that because they're using it on important journalists like Vic Livingston that they're also using it on these uh, customer service workers in the service mines?
0: Oh... If they need to, obviously, yeah. Because you get some dissidents, some
2: 'er ne'er-do-wells.
0: Yeah, sometimes you'll have uh, someone trying to set up a union or talking bad stuff, uh, you know, spreading discontent. And, And you'd be surprised at how little voltage it takes to transmodulate their brain somewhere else.
2: Uh now, what are we talking here? What kind of satellites are they using are we Do we know about these satellites? Are they secret satellites
0: well there there is a network of tens of thousands of these secret satellites that are low orbiting satellites put up by these um giant missiles they strap to the bottom of the f sixteen and the f sixteen just goes into a- it takes off goes into a climb this missile detracts shoots this mind control satellite into low orbit where it can reach people. And it can do 10 flights in a day, launch 10 of those a day. So there's just tens of thousands of these mind control satellites, low orbiting that are launched secretly from F-16s.
2: Why have we not heard about this until now?
0: You have. If you haven't heard about it, until now, it's because you haven't been reading Chronicle SU.
2: Now, when I when I go on the... See, I get a daily digest in my email of Chronicle stories. And uh, is there any reason that this one hasn't come into my inbox?
0: It has. Sure it has. You just uh, missed it.
2: I think my data's been compromised.
0: Oh, you know, it may be the satellites to blame. Actually... Almost surely it is of course they would uh gaslight you by blanking out the very story about them. Will we ever be safe from their rays? hell no you can you can uh construct for yourself a Faraday cage and live inside a cage like a like a like a trapped animal. You take one step out and you'll be they'll start putting you down again.
2: Do you hear the story about the uh, the aerial drones that can rain down malware onto people's home Wi-Fi connections? Oh yeah. How about that? I mean, what power you can just fucking drive a drone and inject malware into people's Wi-Fi. What if it's AES encrypted? Well, that doesn't matter. I'm sure the drone is pretty
0: good at hacking it auto hacks. Yeah. Just it just turns on the auto hack and exploits your router. There you go.
2: What about these uh do you think how, how like how for somebody out in the country, like where I'm staying right now, how common is it do you think for somebody to go around hacking WEPs in these neighborhoods?
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know if they, they, they do that out there.
2: We kind of need an expert on this sort of thing. Um, if, if there are any experts listening, call in the guest call-in line. Our expert line is three four seven, eight five seven, thirty two fifty nine. Call in if you have, if you know about exploiting these um, Wi-Fi hotspots. Do you think uh who shot first Courtney Love or Kurt Cobain?
0: Um, it was one of those you know you've played enough uh first person shooters to know that's impossible tell it' just just everybody's clicking and
2: somebody's head gets popped, then you go on to the next one in those rare instances, though both people die. They, I've, I've had that
0: happen plenty of times, especially if you've got a delayed weapon like a, a knife you throw. And while, it's, while it's halfway across, they, they pop their, they pop a cap on you.
2: That's, a, that's to be expected. It's the, the really unexpected deaths are when both people are using, you know, like high-powered rifles.
0: Yeah. That's, and you
2: both die. Yeah. Well, you, you know how a lot of first-person shooters games, uh, work, like. Uh what's the difference between battlefield and call of duty in terms of how you shoot people? Do you know the difference? Like what your bullets are doing? I'll tell you if if you don't know. It's there's something called hit scan. Do you know what that is? Keep keep telling me. Hit scan is uh automatic bullet detection. There there is zero flight time for the bullet. And that's in games like Call of Duty and other shit.
0: There's no flight time for the bullets
2: it's It's instant, so but in Battlefield and Planet Side two is another game like that, the bullets have a travel time because the bullet has to arc, you know you've got to account for distance and all that stuff yeah. so um you know there's a lot of, uh so people that play those games look down on people that play the hit scan games where your bullets are all instant and automatic. They think that that's really um cheesy and not realistic. Well, all you're doing is pointing and clicking anyway. I mean what the hell are you trying. Right.
0: Well
2: it takes a little more because you you know, you gotta predict your bullets travel time and the arc and the only thing you don't account for is the fucking wind.
0: Well if there's no wind I don't I don't care. <laughs> it's not real enough.
2: You uh what other games are you play besides Fistful of Frags lately?
0: None. I've I've been I've been doing other things and playing video games. Why? Well,
2: or do you think are better than? Uh,
0: it's satisfying to uh, work on
2: other things, you know. No, I I don't know. Maybe like, like, uh,
0: like. You, know, uh, you ever uh, you ever cut up pieces of wood with the chainsaw?
2: Yeah, I've done that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. When you get the the debris flying, yeah, you feel like a fucking god, changing the earth. <laughs> <laughs> when you're riding around on the lawnmower. Oh, a lawnmower, it's the same. It's a huge feeling of power uh, being on a riding lawnmower because you're you're making so much happen with so little effort. I mean, you know, you're you're destroying countless untold lives beneath you of all these bugs and they've got their little ecosystems going on down there of like, I know where the good grass is. I know where the dry spot is. And, and
0: like uh something like 99% of the, of the gasoline just goes into vibrating the damn thing <laughs> and making the loudest noise possible. And then there's that little 1% that actually spins the blades that cut the grass, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so everybody knows it. Like that you're that you're out there raising hell and wreaking havoc. Yeah. That's a really validating part of doing yard work is all the noise that you make. While yeah. the the peon masses are sitting inside watching Who Wants to Catch a Millionaire and you're in there uh you're out in the grass cutting stuff up. Just being a regular good old boy Getting a tan
0: whose stuff is,
2: is getting cut You ever um, You ever cut metal? Oh yeah That's a really unpleasant experience Really? Yeah I don't like cutting metal Well there's different ways to cut it though too
0: Well if you use the right tools It should be pleasant I mean, You have the right tools for the job Let's it's, say a uh, reciprocating saw or a jigsaw with a
2: metal blade.
0: Man, that'll cut right through a sheet of metal.
2: Yeah, that's fine. But I'm talking about like thick pipe and stuff. Like that shit is really sucks to cut. And you can get um you know, pipe a pipe cutter that's not yeah. a power tool that you just keep wrenching down on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's really satisfying. Oh yeah, and it just comes right off. But when you're using, like, a power saw to cut through the metal, it's putting those shavings in the air, and you're breathing that shit in. Oh, you it, never want to do that. And you can smell the, the burning metal. I really hate that. <laughs> the smell of burning metal is awful. And,
0: and the thing is, the sparks will fly out and oh, get stuck yeah. in
2: you. They'll fucking, you can go blind from those sparks. It's, it's like red hot metal getting in Right your
0: into eye. your eye. You'll get a sharp. shard of metal in your eye. You don't want that. Even just a small one, you know, and what happens is it'll rust and create this like orangeish brown spot in your eye if you keep don't pull it out.
2: I talked to a guy the other day who says that. Wow, that sounds really awful. <laughs> brown <laughs> spot? <laughs> you, get a, you get a brown spot in your eye? Yeah. And um, I guess it. What? What? Why is it brown?
0: Because of rust, because it's it's like iron.
2: Oh Jesus! In a wet spot. Mm Oh, that sounds really just very painful. I talked to a guy the other day who says that um, he thinks that Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. Oh wow! I never heard of that before. He believed it after he saw the new documentaries that came out. I didn't know that there were two. I know that Soaked in Bleach came out, but he knew about another one too. Do you know about the other documentary? No, I don't either. But I watched. Did I tell you that I watched Soaked in Bleach?
0: I told you about it.
2: It's uh, it's based on. First of all, I don't buy it. I'm pretty sure Kurt Cobain killed himself. Okay, but this, and I didn't look. I didn't have my mind made up. I just. I, this movie was supposed to make me believe that uh, Courtney Love conspired to murder Kurt Cobain, um, but what it what it ended up doing was leading me to believe the opposite that Cobain actually <laughs> killed himself. Because it
0: was just so obvious. right? Like
2: that's how so bad wrong. it was. Yeah, it, the whole thing was predicated on the testimony of this one private investigator. Okay, the L.A. County or it was no Seattle police uh, said that Cobain killed himself. That's the official story that this movie is challenging. The private investigator has these tapes and you can hear Courtney talking to him like it's really in the movie. You hear Courtney Love because he was recording their phone calls and she was saying all this shit that sounded like it made her sound like a brat. You know, it didn't do her any favors in the way of making her look good. I mean, I I think she's really hot, and I think she's talented. But, um, you know, and this didn't change that either, though. It just made her kind of sound like like she was being a bitch on the phone and being sort of bratty and self-centered. And I did get the impression that she was pretending like she cared about Kurt Cobain in, in some of the instances. But, you know, obviously she did, but she was so jealous because he was seeing this other lady overseas, right? Or so she believed. Uh, she thought that he was banging his heroin dealer. And, I mean, who knows? He probably was, you know? So, of course, she would pretend uh, like she cares about him for the purpose of this private investigation. Because when you think that somebody's cheating on you, you, deep down in your heart, don't give a fuck anymore. Did no. they talk
0: to any of the other band members, like
2: Dave Grohl? No, or? no.
0: Who, who else
2: did they talk to? Um that's the thing, right? They they had almost no legit sources. They talked to one of his childhood friends that he, like, had totally quit talking to after high school.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And the guy was like, you know, Kurt was a happy dude, man. Kurt was a happy dude. <laughs> and then, like, he he wouldn't have killed himself. I know Kurt. And some, they talked to these, these old people that lived across the street from Kurt Cobain's <laughs> principal's house. They talked to his <laughs> principal. And... Like everybody's saying, oh, he's a happy boy, driven boy, you know. And then so we, they hook you in with all this stuff, and you're like, wow, maybe Kurt Cobain really was a positive guy, and maybe he didn't, have, you know, wasn't depressed, right? So then they show a video of Kurt that's supposed to corroborate everything these guys said, and they're like, uh, so Kurt, like, what do you see about the future? What do you think the future would be like? He's like, I don't know, maybe I'd like to just. You know, maybe do something like Neil Young or something where I just get on an acoustic guitar and, I don't know, you know, play songs and stuff and that'd be all right, I guess. (laughs) And they were using that like as evidence that Kurt saw a future. (laughs) But it it sounded pretty fucking bleak the way he said it, man. It was like, you know, maybe I'll fucking (laughs) still be somebody. I won't just be a joke. Because he, he thought he was a joke. you know. He thought that grunge was a joke, that punk rock that he came out of was a joke, and that everything was just a big media hype, and that he was just going to get chewed up and spit out on the other end. His biggest hope, based on what he was saying, was that maybe one day I'll be allowed to play an acoustic guitar like a songwriter, which he did for Unplugged, and people will actually respect me. That was like the best he was hoping for. It was just that maybe he would get a little respect. Didn't sound very hopeful at all. He, like he had plans to live on. You know what I mean?
0: Well, he should. He was. He's too
2: impatient. I mean.
0: uh, he waited around. You know.
2: Well, I think he was only like 22 when they asked him that question. Uh Well. Huh. You know, when you and I were 22, we everything was a joke that we were in. We had to just embrace the fact that we lived a joke and um, do better from there. I think everybody feels that way at that age.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know. That was when we started, um, we were writing Elf Wax. That's right. You and I used to write Elf Wax in that little cabin up on Poor Mountain. That was at Ben mountain. That's Ben mountain, right?
0: It's Yeah, that's Bend mountain. Okay.
2: And uh, we would drink a lot of beer, smoke just a shitload of weed out of that gigantic bong that you had. You remember how big that bong was? Yeah. And, um, like, sometimes we would have ladies up there. And I had a girlfriend, and I brought her up, and she had never been up there before, and... Uh, you, you offered her a bong hit. You remember that?
0: Don't blame it on me.
2: Well, I encouraged her. I mean, I'm not blaming anybody, but she <laughs> she said, yeah, I'll take the bong hit. And she took this gigantic fucking heroic rip. Like the the density of the smoke and that giant – how tall was that thing? Like four feet or something?
0: Two, yeah. I mean, it was only – yeah. Like two right. feet. It was only like a foot, I mean, a couple of inches. It wasn't that big. It was
2: pretty wide, though. It was thick, man. It was like a horse cock. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that stopped the race. Right <laughs> and the density of that smoke, it turned yellow. That's how thick it was smoke. <laughs> and, and she just she pulled it all into her little lungs and uh, had an anxiety attack and threw up in your yard. You remember that? Uh, yeah. She lost one of her shoes <laughs> and, and asked me to take her home.
0: Well, because the dog was barking. And she thought it was Cerberus or some fucking demon, you know, oh. <laughs> it
2: was going to come
0: after her. Really? She kept imagining that dog that was barking, uh, storming up there and tearing her to shreds, you know. That's pretty funny.
2: I, didn't, I don't remember the dog.
0: Oh, yeah, the dog was what scared her so much.
2: What uh, what was it doing? Was it, like, in a fence or something? Oh, it was the neighbor's dog, wasn't it? That's right. It was just down it, the
0: hill. It was that big fucking uh, kill dog, you know?
2: It was a nasty dog, but, I mean, you couldn't even really see it in the darkness. Maybe that, too, was scary. It's Just that booming barking coming. Like... Look at it this way We were all just In a little cabin In the woods <laughs> And you You get fucking Higher than you've ever been In your life And To the point where It's like you're Tripping on LSD And then you hear This booming bark <laughs> From out
0: And the rattling Of the cage As it you know, <laughs> Rips its way out At you Constantly
2: Look, I believe we've got a, a net security caller uh, calling in on the Pro Tip hotline. Do you want to see what this is about? Yeah, sure. This could be about WEP EP encryption. Area code 111, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's going on? It's Spooky. No fucking shit. Spooky on Chronicle.FM <laughs> Chronicle Hate Radio. How's it going?
1: Pretty
2: good guys. How are you guys? Doing fine. Yeah, we're doing we're doing real well. It's nice to hear from you. What's going on up there?
1: What's up, Fish Fag?
2: Well oh, you know.
0: Shit. I
1: don't know, just waiting for the RCMP to kill another faggot in a mask.
2: Wow. Oh shit. <laughs> That sounds you guys better. It sounds like you want you, them to kill some faggots.
1: Didn't you guys just have another movie theater shooting there?
2: Yeah, three. Today? Three were killed.
1: Aw, oh, man, uh, that's such movie, a low uh, body count. Who cares?
0: It's the, well, it's, it's probably the so bad that the, the
2: guy dressed up in a prison Sorry? Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a delay, so if we're stepping on your toes, sorry about that. Bill said it was probably so bad that it was like a joke. The killing was done ironically.
0: Like the last one, oh, like yeah. the Joker and the
2: Batman.
1: Totally
0: agree.
2: Um, I'm just trying to see what movie was playing. They if don't to gonna...
0: come out with that info, right? Hey, away. Spooky, well, if
2: you it... were going to kill somebody during a movie, uh, what movie would it be? Fifty Shades um, of gray,
0: right?
1: That shitty piece of propaganda called The Fall of Anonymous.
2: I don't think that made it the theaters, did it? No, well, maybe somewhere. I think it did, though. It. Nobody's saying what movie was playing just yet.
0: Maybe it was The Fall of Anonymous. What if he and was playing... the shooter was a, was a Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that would be pretty ridiculous.
1: Well, don't you find it a little ironic that James Holmes is about to be sentenced or he's in the sentencing phase of his trial and then all of a sudden... Bam! Another movie theater shooter.
0: A wannabe uh, imitator. Hey, Biden I Obama. know what movie it
2: was. It was they were watching Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. What? Yeah. What a train wreck, right? Maybe it Pretty was women's rights activist. Maybe it was a red pillar. He wasn't saying anything. I didn't hear anybody screaming either, said Domingue.
1: Obviously, oh. somebody didn't get their dick sucked this morning.
2: Yeah, whenever I lose out on a blowjob, my first instinct is to go to the matinee and just open up on some people.
1: Well, chances are <laughs> it, was neck, it was probably some it was probably some neckbeard who hasn't ever been touched, let alone laid.
2: Like uh, he just, uh, oh, maybe he was so sexually frustrated from this romantic comedy because, look, Amy Schumer was promising people that this was going to revolutionize the romantic comedy, and I don't think that this is what she had in mind.
1: Do you realize this phone call is costing me 30 cents a minute?
2: Uh, Do you you feel like uh, it's worth it or like you're getting your money's worth here?
1: I don't know. I don't know. So oh. what's going on with what what's going on with Commander Faw and him trying to like outdo Sabu?
2: What do you think about that, Bill?
1: No. No, seriously, that picture I took was really of him in the annex. I googled his mugshot before I walked up to him. Showed
0: him
2: his mugshot. Uh, is a Chronicle.su researcher who has is, has gone into the field for us uh, countless times, photographing Commander X in the wild, and she sent us back a couple of years ago a picture of Commander X looking awfully homeless.
0: Yeah, she's like uh, Jane Goodall, except with the noms. <laughs> no yes, fair,
1: studying uh. studying this Studying the chimps in the wild. <laughs> Any tarps in the wild.
2: Are you still doing that?
1: Oh, fuck no. I found somebody half my age almost to bang. Why the fuck would I want to do that?
2: Well, maybe he wants to do that.
1: No, no. <laughs> Not at all. So
2: you got this, uh, you got this, that's not look, you're not really saying a lot about this guy. You got this strapping young lad that is uh, so good that he's taken you out of the fucking anonymous game. That's not saying a lot.
1: Well, no, it's taking me out of the um I don't know, the I I'm just on permanent lurk status. I have been for over a year. Hey, the writing was on the is? wall back The writing was on the wall back in two thousand and eleven. Anyways,
2: I mean, while it's happening,
1: it's all been a continuous train wreck. I mean, watching it from afar—that's enough for me.
2: (laughs) Good ones, dude. (laughs) Amy Schumer. So yeah, I mean, well, we got that. We got that feeling too. Like we were seeing, we saw it at the zenith. It was a lot of fun but uh, it was just a great big fuck-off. Like Billy put it once, everybody just had a bunch of boners and everybody was jerking each other's boners um, with with no real purpose. No, you know. It, it never it's not like any
1: of us, It's not like any of us really made any money off of it.
2: Um, we did.
1: Actually, I wonder, I wonder who, be- well, you guys always did, you know, you guys being, like, the top, of your game in human trafficking. Your digital pimp hand is strong.
2: Man. <laughs> you hear the way she's she's talking to us? Like a couple of rock stars, Kilgore. That's right. Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
2: Good.
1: <laughs> that's right. Um, Stroking well, the that's amigos.
2: The... <laughs> hey, uh, well, I'm glad no, that you're you talking... You
1: you know, I've look, always been your number one swim fan.
2: I thought, look, you—you you told us that you're not a fan; that you're like a coworker. You don't oh, like the word fan. What,
1: what the fuck did you call me once, a groupie? Are you fucking kidding me?
2: <laughs> You've got to create an email so that uh, so that we can talk.
1: Maybe, maybe. I'll get around to uh-huh. it. I've got to work. T- I gotta work two weeks straight, retail hell so maybe. I was thinking about making a couple of socks. I'll come back when Barrett gets out of jail. Oh fuck yeah.
2: That's like two or three years from now though. On good behavior. And he's not behaving. No, he, they caught him with a glass in his fucking room.
1: In his room or up his ass? It
2: was it was in his little footlocker thing. He's not allowed to have glass in. Uh, it was for drinking liquor. He was drinking liquor with the fucking these fucking prison people. He's a well, prison if, person too.
1: <laughs> if he was smart, he would have used the shards from that glass and you know and Harold. Oh
2: god. Well, you gotta. I mean, we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. So get in touch with us.
1: I will. Is your is your number still the same?
2: no it's changed I'll, I'll give it to you if you figure out a way for me to give it to you
1: I will what about you Billy does your Google voicemail still work uh yeah if I Google it can I find it
2: you yeah. uh, you get in touch with us and he'll give you my number and I'll give you his or whatever but uh this is like the show's over we're in overtime now which we never do we don't like to do this
1: yeah, what the fuck is this all about? Can we have some music? You're turning
2: us into Vince in the Bay here.
1: Oh my god!
2: You see, He's we're just sitting around alive? talking about stuff that only we give a shit about. He never, he doesn't do anything anymore.
1: Hey, he I tweets. saw what's his name. I saw what's his name pop up. Not civil- You know what's his name? The other dude, um, False False Info. Shit, you know who I mean.
2: Paul Holy Joseph Paul Smith.
1: Smith. Sorry?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Spooky, we gotta Holy end the show. Paul.
1: Okay, bye.
2: Thanks for calling. Bye, Spooky.
1: Bye, okay. Fishbag. Uh,
2: she'll get in touch with us and uh we can, you know we can all uh get we can get the band back together again. So, uh okay. Alright, let's let's end the show. Join us tomorrow. When we return, we'll talk more about the man who comes to your window at night and smokes cigarettes as he watches you sleep. Gilgore, <laughs> thank you as always for your commitment to economic freedom. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's the show folks. This is Chronicle.su Hate Radio. I'm Hate Sec. Go fuck yourselves.